0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to time off. Darius Faroo is my guest today. He's an entrepreneur, blogger, and podcaster. And there's one question at the core of Darius's work. And that question is how can we live a useful life that matters? Big question, right? Anyway, over 4 million people have read his articles and I have increased my deep work. Thanks to some of Darius's advice few things he's achieved is he's created Procrastinate Zero, which is a high achievement training program. It's been around since 2016. He's got two self-published books. Today we'll be talking a lot about Think Straight, which is one of them, and the other one is called Win Your Inner Battles. Highly recommend both. I think it's really awesome that Darius designs, draws, and makes everything you see on his website. I think that, A lot of people spend a lot of energy on trying to hire others, and he just rolls up the sleeves and makes it himself. He also likes running and working out, which we have in common. And another thing we have in common is actually our work style. And we'll get more into that on the episode, but we both believe in, after several months of deep quality work, that it makes sense for multiple weeks to unplug, rest, and assess if the work we are doing actually matters. He also hosts his own podcast where he answers questions from readers and also interviews other entrepreneurs and writers. Look, whether you're an entrepreneur, artist, programmer, or executive, basically anyone, Darius knows several Jedi tricks on how to think straight and eliminate your procrastination. Hope you enjoy Darius and I's conversation. Darius, thanks for making time to be a guest on Time Off.
1: Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, so I'm always researching this topic of doing more by working less, and your Medium article just landed on my lap one day, and I believe the the title is Here's Why Time Off Actually Improves Your mm. Work and Life. And I was like, well, that's pretty much what I believe and what I study. So I, I, I've seen your work before uh, across Medium and some of your books too. So I was like, oh, I wonder what Darius – has to say about this and the article is incredible and what does time off actually look like for you? Help us picture what a creative like you does to, to unplug and rest. I'm just, I think your article applies to anyone and I highly recommend uh, listeners to, to read it and I'm going to include that link for them. But for you personally, as someone who's always shipping a lot of work, what does time off look like?
1: So, I actually wrote that article after I took some time off and um, you know, over the last two and a half years that I've been really uh, putting it out uh, of creating a lot of content. I noticed that after every, you know, few weeks or so I would get really tired just, and I write about it in my book as well that, you know, you get, uh, I get a headache, uh, feel really tired all day. And, and I was like, "Why is that? So you know naturally, if I have a problem or a challenge, I always start by asking a question and instead of just finding an answer, right like often people say oh i am tired, oh then the reason is this right but instead of say uh, pinpointing a reason which I have no idea whether that's right or not, I ask a question so i was, for for the past, you know, I think um." year or so I got better at answering that question why is it that I get tired after every few weeks or by now after every few months of really intense work and I noticed that I never really took time off to you know recharge my batteries and uh, make sure that I put in that I deliver quality work so, for me, it came out of necessity. Um, and it's not like that I enjoy doing nothing, right? Like, because some people might see the article or see the, see the title and think, well, you know, that's for lazy people, right? <laughs> sure, sure. <clears throat> but uh, I'm, not, I'm not that type of person. I always like to be busy and, and all those things. So, it was quite a journey to uh, understand uh, the benefits of taking time off and once I realized that it actually improves my productivity, it improves the quality of my work, I started scheduling uh, time off. So now uh, every three months, I take at least a week and preferably um, a week and a half to just do nothing, just read books, um, exercise, Maybe even watch TV stuff that I usually never do. Uh, well, I do read, but I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, but, uh, just, you know, browsing and checking out on it, stuff on the internet and all those things, just, uh, just winging it. So that's what it looks like uh, for me. I like that you mentioned that it's not
0: just being lazy. I, f- I find myself sometimes people that like to debate with me on this topic I try to remind them that rest or time off can come in many forms, right? It could be something actually very active like playing an instrument or writing a song or playing a video game. It doesn't just mean, Oh, I'm going to take a flight to Mexico and drink pina coladas for, for, you know, 10 days straight. You know, <laughs> it, can, it can take many shapes and, and forms. Can you, can you maybe elaborate on a, uh, some other examples of what uh time off looks like for you? You mentioned watching TV. Is there a particular type of content you like to, to watch or what are some of the activities that I guess have inspired some of your work during this, this 10 days or two weeks that you try to take off?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I do, uh, when I take some time off, I do mostly two things. Um, I have most of the day for just, just going with the flow, something that I, I'm usually against <laughs> 'cause I because if I'm uh being really productive and if I want to make get the most out of my day i want I want to know you know not exactly but have a good idea of what I'm going to do during that day. set certain priorities and I complete them but when I take time off, I don't do that, and I just see you know what happens. I'll just start by reading and then maybe I'll browse the internet and if I feel like it, I'll watch it. TV show, or uh, maybe a whole season, (laughs) if I feel like it. Um, But then there are also things that I want to catch up on, uh, like movies. And, you know, I love movies. And if I get the chance, if I have time off, I try to watch a lot of movies that, you know, I've put on my list. I keep uh, on on IMDb, I always, uh, you know, put movies on my watch list so I can watch them later. And, you know, I try to consume uh, as much, you know, art or creative things as possible and listen to a lot of music. And what I also really enjoy is um, just discovering new music because when, um, when I'm working, I always have music on. And I don't have time every day or every week to discover new music. So when I have time off, I can spend the whole day on Apple. I use Apple Music, but if you use Spotify or whatever, it's exactly the same. Just discovers new stuff, new playlists, new artists. And for example, you know, I've been listening a lot to the, the last time I took some time off. I discovered a playlist called Chilled Out Electronic on Apple Music. And I've been listening to that a lot. I so,
0: That's so funny. I, I literally yesterday during a deep design session was listening to that. Um, I, I have both Spotify and Apple Music and I literally got Apple Music because I felt like there's this focus category in Spotify and I've I've exhausted every single playlist on there. So I need yeah. an entirely new platform. But I think that's a really good point that could be applied to anything, right? It's, it's like you are in either a, a highly execution mode which is awesome and you need to ship work and i think a lot of your 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 material and your books and your courses talk about that like how do you actually move the needle and you're you're very great at that but then it's it's that other side of playful discovery is the kind of the words coming to mind for me of it's it's curating some interesting material again it could be music it could be visuals if you're a designer you know you're evolving your style or whatever it is it's it's helping curate new material for your next execution phase. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that's how I see it too. That's a great way to describe it. It's just you try to get inspired by other people's work in all kinds of different fields and you know I I've always loved music so for me music is a really big source of inspiration and and then you know, books as well. But over the last few years, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction books. But I had a period, um, you know, when I got out of college um, in 2010, 2011, I read a lot of fiction books. And what I did was, you know, I just Googled for the best fiction books of all time. And I (laughs) found the, 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 you know, the famous Time 100 uh, list. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to pick a bunch of those books. And I read, you know, all the classics, like 1984, um, Killer Mockingbird, you name it. Like I've read most of those book that, books that are on those lists, on that list. And, you know, that is also a great source of inspiration to me. And, you know, that just, just digging in, stuff that gets you excited for no reason it doesn't have necessarily have to have an ROI you know because often we get um, caught up in we always have to do something that either makes money or you know makes us smarter or makes us uh, you know better looking or whatever uh, but I don't think you always need that you know sometimes you just need to pursue your interests or what, what you know what gets you excited.
0: I love that you brought that up because it helps me transition to the next question I have. You've mentioned that you're inspired by a Emerson quote, which is the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. I see a lot of your work helping people actually live out that quote. Darius, and so, from your perspective of living well, what what does living well look like for creatives, for you, for anyone, and does it come in different forms?
1: Yeah. So, what it looks like for me is that. Um, so yeah, but before I um, kind of discovered this uh, view on life, you know, this this whole philosophy, um, I always thought that happiness is the purpose of life, you know, it's just like, Oh, I have a good life. (laughs) Just, you know, be happy. I have no stress. Um, but I I found out that it didn't work for me because I was always searching for more, you know, you know, like uh, it it didn't sit really well. So when I discovered this uh, just by reading Emerson and some of his collected works on Kindle, um, and his famous essays like self-reliance, I was like, oh, wow, this guy um, says happiness for him is a byproduct of making himself useful by helping others um, but also making himself useful for himself as well because that's something that I think a lot of people don't really uh, understand as well. When, When you look at a quote, you often interpret it like you have to be useful to others but i think you that's that's also a big part of it but you also have to be useful for yourself and what i mean by that is just like emerson says be self-reliant you know know how to depend on yourself you know pull your own weight all those things and when you do that to me that's the true definition of living well that you are able to take care of yourself uh the people around you and Does it come in different forms? Um, I think that is uh, what I talked about when it comes in different forms. You know, it comes uh, for yourself, for the people, your family, and who are in your direct environment, and then for, you know, other groups of people you don't know. So in terms of
0: self-reliance, one thing that came to mind, and it's definitely difficult for me and this is one of the underlying reasons I am disciplined about taking time off is you have to reflect and you have to reflect in terms of different scope. You have to reflect daily, weekly, monthly, and then annually Mm -hmm. um, to, to ask yourself, am I being self-reliant? And am I self-reliant in this category or this category or this part of my life or with Mm -hmm. these people? What, what do you have to say about, us having enough time to reflect on that because I think everyone can agree like, yes, I, I want to be self-reliant, but I think the most difficult part is yeah. taking the time to analyze your self-reliance.
1: Yeah, that, that is, that is really, uh, probably the most important thing uh, to take the time, um, to think. So this, what you just mentioned is a perfect example to me of thinking mode with executing. You don't have time to think about those things. And, you know, I've been in execution mode as well. Like after I got out of college, I started a business and I was in execution mode for, you know, three years, uh, three maybe even longer. And I, and then after a while, you know, so I, I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I, I've written about it. Uh, as well, like, you know, my grandmother passed away, but it, it wasn't exactly one moment, you know, often you say, you know, people say, oh, I had this one moment, like in the movies, that <laughs> it, it, it stopped your whole life and made you think, but it was more accumulation of a lot of things where it got me to this point, and I was like, hey, what am I doing? And at that point, I started reflecting, and I looked back on those you know, three, four years, and I was like, you know, I haven't developed myself, I haven't, you know, read as much books that I wanted, I haven't, you know, uh, done the things that I wanted to do. Um, and that's when I saw the power of re- re- reflection. So, like you said, uh, reflecting daily, or weekly, or monthly, and all those things. Since then, I've been doing it uh, almost Religiously, uh, every single day, just thinking about you know, you know what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. That's what it. That's basically what it is. Just asking yourself questions and trying to answer answer those things. And uh, when you do that, you become a better thinker. And uh, I think it's a great process to um, you know become uh, self reliant as well because once you have clear thoughts, I think then like that that's the the whole message of my book, Think Straight, is that once you get your mind in order, once once you when you start taking control of your mind, then I think you can achieve what you want. So I love that
0: you've centered on that word think or thinking and you actually have produced an incredible book called Think Straight and for those that aren't aware I'm I try to go deep into my own practice of mindfulness or one would call it meditation and you know there's many many methods and I don't think there's one way and it's certainly not a reality where I'm my legs are crossed and I'm levitating and I'm in some you know zen yeah. state all afternoon <laughs> uh I, your book think straight for me was actually a almost a new category of content around mindfulness and sorry mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm branding it in that way but no, you know the, yeah the the book you know revealed a recipe for taking control of uh, my mind and you make a lot of good points that you know we spend so much time in our heads and most of that is in what you call the preoccupied mind and a lot of other material I've, I've heard it called the monkey mind. (laughs) so easy to get lost in, in worrying, stressing, freaking out. And that keeps us from living well and being self-reliant being better at being self-reliant. So talk to me about think straight. Can you, can you kind of encapsulate it into something that the listeners can maybe experiment with today on thinking straighter?
1: Yeah. I I think, by the way, that's a good description of, um, you know, when you talked about mindfulness and, uh, this, this book is, uh, like I I don't meditate, but I I do meditate at the same time, you know, like I I don't uh, actually, actually sit down and meditate. But for example, for me, meditation is when I'm working out, you know, I, I, I focus on my muscles, um, I try to you know have some music sometimes in the background, sometimes not, but um, at, at those times, I let go of everything, and that's the whole purpose of meditation, right? It is. And what I try to do with this book um, is to give some, give a, a, a way of, you know, or give actually a system for releasing your mind to people who don't like woo-woo stuff and are really practical, you know? I, I
0: love that you said that because a lot of my friends that are very type A personality, mm-hmm. and they're always like, yeah, John, I wish I could be super Zen like you, but like the the Tibetan beads and the yes. like singing bowls, <laughs> they're just like, come on, man. Whereas <laughs> I, I sent a, a link to your book because when I read it, yeah. I mean it spoke to me and I'm kind of in the middle of type A and woo woo creative but for my for yeah. my friends that are much further on that spectrum they usually tend to be uh software engineers that I work with yeah I, exactly I sent it to them and I said hey I think this may be the easiest way for you to wrap your mind around what I call yeah. mindfulness and yeah. So I, I like that you're balancing out because there's endless material when you go to the bookstore. You know all these books with lotus flowers on them and Buddha yeah. statues, and they're they're great. <laughs> Nothing against those. In fact, I read a lot of those. But yeah, yours yeah. to me was this refreshing, non-intimidating approach to to mindfulness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny that you mentioned because uh, uh, I know some programmers and coders, and they were like, yeah, who who also read the book. They were like, yeah this is something that actually works for me. Um, I just, I don't know. It's probably, you know, part of culture or, you know, the way that, um, you know, we're influenced by uh, media or whatever. Some some people think it's uh, weak or uh, not strong to meditate or to, um, you know, admit that you don't have your thoughts in order, right? Or that you have challenges, mental challenges, and those those things. Um, so, uh, especially f- for for that group, uh, which I can also relate to because I was probably like that in the past. Um, I, I really wrote the book so that you know it doesn't have to be um, weird. You know, it, it can be practical and it is useful and it can change your life because you know what's what's you know what are we all doing right like if we waste all all of our time just thinking about useless stuff there's no time left for us to live right so that's one of those things as well that um i try to do with the book and to be honest i i wrote the book for myself as well this is what you often hear right like people who write a book they're like oh i wrote this book for myself and in, for me, this was also really the case that I went through this process, and I tried to document uh, the way that I changed my own thinking process. And I have to say that I haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm really inspired by William James and the pragmatists that I, you know, I re- often write about it in the book as well. Is that you know pragmatism to me is is I probably you know, the number one philosophy that influenced my thinking. And the reason is that it's because it's so simple. It's not pretentious. Um it, it it's not only about talking. And pragmatism is really something that you can is it's it's a practical philosophy in the sense that, you know, when you read the ideas, you you know, I, I've summarized them in my book, but you can read it in a day and then you basically know everything about the philosophy because all there is to it is like your thoughts or your actions need to have a purpose you know what's the reason you're doing something if you don't have an answer to that then you're not being practical
0: speaking of practical and thank you i think uh, you know a lot of my a lot of my friends uh i i and actually myself as well you know I i feel like sometimes you can go too deep into the depths of creativity and and you forget Mm. about that practicality element. And it's important, I think for creatives, I mean, there's Scott Belsky's whole thesis on making ideas happen. You know, it's one thing to have an idea, but to actually execute it is another thing, but in practicality, what habits, uh, for you Darius have allowed you to think the straightest.
1: Yes. That's a really good question. Uh, uh, 'cause that that's a really practical question, right, like, so what can <laughs> I do today? <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh to me, there are two things, and uh, the number one thing is well, they're both number one, I should say because they go hand in hand reading and and journaling, so reading to me is input, so I get a from reading, I get a lot of inspiration and not only inspiration in a creative way, but also um, useful information, other people's challenges or, you know, problems that they faced and mistakes that they made. So when you read, you get to learn faster because otherwise we have to, you know, uh, learn by trial and error and life is way too short for that. So that is what I would recommend everybody to do is, you know, form the habit of reading at least 30 minutes a day. And you, you can just start by reading one page a day, right? Just build it up. And if you can't make, uh, if you can't uh, have 30 minutes of time for reading, if you can not make that during the day, then, it's probably time to rethink your life, right? Because you can't have you can't be so busy that you don't make time to you know develop yourself and improve your own life. And then once you start reading, put it down on paper, you know your thoughts because writing is thinking because thinking is not only in your head, you know when you think when it's on your head, it's too abstract. I've experienced, um, not only for myself, but just interviewing others and, you know, talking to a lot of people, uh, when IDs are in our head, sometimes like when you have an idea, when you, you, you uh, try to learn something and when you start explaining it to somebody else or start writing about it, then you start saying, Oh, ah, I, I understand it now better, right? Have you ever had that feeling?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm i so glad you're m- mentioning the writing piece. And I will be the first to tell you, my friend, that I am in training to be a writer. I have aspirations to produce a book like like Think Straight, but regarding time off. And after reading, I like how you've mentioned it, input-output. Yeah, I, I'm really good on the input side, and I read a lot of uh Stoicism, so I was reading a lot of Marcus Aurelius and Seneca, mm-hmm. and I remember just being so inspired by them. like, this is how they think. I want to think like that. And then mm-hmm. also Seth Godin, who I'm inspired by and who's going to actually be on this podcast, mm, nice. he, he, he writes this brilliant, short, daily post that I get in my email box, and every day it's this spark for me where I'm like, that's how I want to think. And eventually one day in my own time off thinking time, I kind of slapped myself in the face and I said, well, John, the only way you're going to think like that is trying to write like that. And so you are spot on in terms of my perception of, of evolution of my own thinking is directly tied to my journal entries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's great to hear because, uh, you know, I've been through that process as well. And at some point you just have to say, you know, I've, I've consumed uh, enough and it's, you know, time to start doing right now. If people are stuck
0: and they have what some call writer's block, right? They want to write, they get their cup of coffee, they get their notebook in front of them. They're like, you know, I'm going to write today. And then, yeah. and then just like awkward silence. They don't know what to write. Yeah. Are, are there a few questions or prompts that come to mind where you feel like anyone could write from?
1: Well, I don't. I, I've I thought about this, and uh, some people have asked me ab- about it as well, whether I experience uh, writer's block or some anything like that, and what I do about it. But um, you know, my answer is that I I don't have writer's block um, because the way that I look at it is, sure, sometimes I don't feel like writing, and. Sometimes I have no idea if maybe I come up with a topic for an article and then I look at the screen and then nothing comes out. I don't tell myself I have writer's block because to me that's you know accepting that that you can't write or whatever that you, you know, like I don't I don't do that. You know, I don't let myself off the hook like that. So what I do is I go on to the next thing to write. Right? I find something that I do have something to say about on that day. So, for example, when I was writing things straight, some days I didn't feel like writing a particular chapter that I wanted to write. What did I do? I would just write another chapter. So that's how I deal with it.
0: That's great. (laughs) When when you were telling that story, Darius, there was a part of me that was like, if I'm ever stuck there again, I'm just going to write about why i can't write right now and you know then the words would start flowing for me and i'll probably come up with something kind of brilliant
1: but yeah that's so, that's something you could do another thing that you can do as well is that uh, i wrote a, uh, read about in um, on writing well have, have you read that book
0: yes yes uh, and there's actually there's on writing well and then there's i believe uh writing well or on writing but yeah, I have, on
1: writing is by uh, stephen king yes yeah I've on read it writing well is by uh, Zinser or something yes what yes
0: it? and it's got like a blue cover yeah that yeah. was a very very challenging book in a good way i was just like oh man this thing is beating me up and you know throwing me around and really changing how i look at writing but
1: yeah I, I, that's a good book and one of the uh um exercises from that book is to um start your own uh, autobiography so if you don't feel like, or if you feel like you have writer's block or whatever, like I I I, I would recommend just never, you know, admit it to yourself. <laughs> sure. Because you know, what you, uh, if you say you have something, then you have it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you, like, let's say you don't know, you're not feeling right writing, or you don't, don't know what to write about. Uh, I would just, you know, write my autobiography. I've done that as well. Uh, just for myself, you know, I'm not gonna, probably not going to publish it, but it's a good exercise to you know get your creative juices flowing.
0: Wow, that's a powerful idea. What's next for you, Darius? I mean, you're always shipping amazing creative work. You you have you know a podcast that I listen to where you answer your readers' questions, which I think is great uh, to mm-hmm. stay connected to them. You know, you've. You you do a lot, you know. I can't uh, list all of it, but is there something that a uh, big project uh, ahead of you that you feel comfortable talking about? I'm just curious about what's next on your path, your journey.
1: Yeah, so um, earlier this year, I, I was thinking about making uh, YouTube videos uh, like on productivity and uh, the things that I write about, and um, I gave it a try, but I realized that it's not for me at this time because. It takes a lot of time and energy to create great videos because, you know, something, an, an I D often sounds good, you know, in our head. And even if we write it down, but once you start doing it a little bit, then you realize, oh, <laughs> it's not that easy, you know, and then you have to make a decision. So, Uh, you know, just running my family business and, you know, having my blog, I realized, you know, I can't, I don't want to allocate some time to creating videos. So that's one of the things that I wanted to do, but I'm not going to do. Um, The reason that I mentioned this is that we often have ideas, right? Like what's next, but sometimes it's also good. I think to just do more of the same and get, improve it. So, what I'm where I'm at right now is I want to, you know, put out more articles, more podcasts that are better. And what I mean by better is that, you know, I, I, I can s- solve my readers problems. um, And, and that is a position that I'm in right now, after, you know, two and a half years of doing this, I've built up an audience that I communicate a lot with and that, I didn't have that in the beginning, right? So I get a lot of inspiration, a lot of input from my audience. So what for me next is to tailor my content even more. And I recently, you know, moved my newsletter to a convert kit from MailChimp. And that allows me to record readers preferences uh, really easily, you know, so I can tag, um, you know, readers uh, based on what, links they click and even, so I can even ask them questions and uh, so that's that's next for me just to you know bring more tailored content.
0: I uh, That's so powerful and Darius I can't I mean I have, I have a lot of respect for that answer because it's very vulnerable and humble right I, I, I like how you mentioned like you know you got at some point in the past you got super fired up about I'm going to make these videos and it's going to be this thing <laughs> and you try it. And then it's like, uh, actually, you know, yeah. but but the beauty of that is I think that's the, that's what any entrepreneur or successful creative of any form has to have that characteristic of experimentation. And sometimes mm-hmm. experimentation does blossom into something completely new. But to your point, experimentation can put a mirror in front of you and say, Hey, what you're doing already is good and you can make it better. Yeah and, yeah. and and that's what you're doing. And you already kind of know what works and that's all this great body of work you have now. And then you tried something that necessarily didn't work given this time and context. Mm. And I just think that it's important for all of us to remember that, you know, experimentations that don't turn out incredible yeah. are just as valuable as the ones that, that do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, 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 um, just, um, connecting this to the topic of this podcast is that I came to that conclusion when I was taking time off. So if I didn't take time off, I maybe would continue to create, you know, half-assed YouTube videos and articles and podcasts and try to do everything. Right. So, but because I took some time off, I was like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. So, ever since I took the time off the last time, which is about, you know, six weeks ago or whatever, uh, since then, I've improved my website a lot, uh, switched newsletter uh, or, or email provider, and create a whole, and I created a whole uh, new agenda for upcoming articles and podcasts. And, um, different topics as well, because, you know, I I have a lot of entrepreneurs and bloggers who are following me and they're asking, Hey, can you share some of the business strategies and, you know, how you, um, monetize your blog and all those things. So that's something that I'm going to do as well. So hadn't I take a, if I didn't take the time to reflect and think about these things, I wouldn't be doing this right now. So you can see how powerful taking some time off is.
0: Wow. Darius, how can we find you, support you, since you're now you know doubling down on improving what you've already created?
1: Yeah, man. So, um, uh, DariusFaru.com is, uh, you know, my uh, home on the internet. So uh, that's where uh, everything is. And that's where I connect with my readers the most through my newsletter and I'm not really on social media. I, I have social media, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. Um, but yeah, so my website is uh, the way to uh, find, find my work.
0: Well, everyone, I'm certainly feeling inspired after Darius and I's conversation. I like how he held me accountable on multiple things. And I wish I had an accent as cool as his. Check out Darius's books, check out his website, check out any of the content he's putting out it's a refreshing look at mindfulness eliminating procrastination and producing a valuable meaningful body of work until next time thank you and i hope you find time off today tomorrow and this weekend much love and thank you